Hello? Akashwani, Terbatia. So, it's been um, an interesting few days since the last podcast. And uh, I'm in Kerala right now. The last time I came to Kerala, uh, we had the beginning of the third wave. Yeah? And, uh, and I was thinking, you know, it's, it's kind of difficult, kind of challenging. Because uh, born in Kerala, brought up in Karnataka, my working life, that's where I live, my home is there. And then I come here to Kerala to visit my people. Uh, my native places here and there is a cultural difference between the states yeah and uh, since my birth is in Kerala has been in Kerala yeah there is genetic connections here which kind of has their influence on who I am how I am and then there is the pros and cons and uh, I happen to discover Nadeej Yoga by which to heal the fabric of time and space. Now what I've been noticing is there have been, in some way, um, it seems like I've come to play a, a sort of a central role in what can be the new, um, it also seems like I'm like the Manvantara, yeah, a new era, an epoch in what it means to be human. And uh, because I discovered Nirbija Yoga and practicing it and by which I'm healing the fabric of time and space. And when um, I am in, in some way fighting with something that I don't know about, that's when I somehow thought, maybe it's coincidental, but I thought there's another way of wave of you know, COVID starting. And then and over time, since 2020 to now, come to notice that when I'm fighting something, I watch for the news, you know? Is there another wave starting or another, you know, flare in the episodes? It's come to that precise. It, I mean, we kind of just freaking out, basically. But I've tended to notice the news when I'm kind of fighting with something and then I see something showing up in the, wor in the world health environment. Um, so, so now I've begun to pay more attention to when am I fighting something. So when I don't fight, I don't have to watch the news so much. Yeah? Because all is well is in kind of maintained where I am. Um, call it mileage benefit or something. But I've been doing this for some time that I've noticed what is pressing, what is missing, the presence of which will make a difference is either present by its absence or absent by its presence. So there is the light and the dark self within each of us. So since we are all part of Earth, we're all kind of affecting and affected by each other. So one way or the other, I happen to be the therapist um, and facilitating health. And then I really took up the Hippocrates Oath seriously in that uh, when the people who, who come for therapy sessions, yeah, come for sessions, are living in the same environments, maybe in different countries, but we're all humans and have all been contributing one way or the other to the genetic pool and are affected by each other. There is also a study which says uh, the genetic material from, from completely remote countries have been related as you know, cousins and family members from completely different countries. That's a study. You may, you'll find that, uh, the link to that YouTube video on, uh, on my website. 
uh, I thought it was pretty fascinating. Uh, now, the point is, no, since I saw that, and it has changed my perceptions, my perspective about um, Earth and what we call as family, I thought it is just imperative that I at least not fight within my own self. Because I have come to kind of find that the Kurukshetra is a, is a story representation, like a memory palace of what we need to remember about our own self. So I, nowadays I try and see if I'm fighting something. So then I kind of look at the world news and then see, you know, where is something happening? Because if I'm not aware of a fight happening within me, then the news will tell me. You know, then I'm fighting something and I'm not aware of it. Or if I'm aware of myself, you know, of something that I'm fighting, then I check for how bad is it in the world news. So this is going to sound really very funny, but I guess this is also kind of what it looks like when you're living a Sanatana Dharma life. Um, because it's also our duty and responsibility to sanitize Dharma, the grounds on which we live and breathe. Uh, and all that there is, wherever we are, when we open our eyes, what we see, the world outside, is part of the earth, the same house that we are all members of across the across boundaries. And uh, learning to maintain humanity across the boundaries, even between our skin and the air outside us, is also maintaining humanity across boundaries. When we are fighting how things are, and actually doing the right things by which to make uh, our own body as well as the environment around us safer, healthier, um, humaner, kinder, then we are also contributing to that same breath that we are breathing in and out of our body to healthify what is. Because uh, we are also part of the same I call it as the Shatputas, earth, water, fire, air, spirit, space. Our body is also made up of the same. So when we are taking care, doing sufficiently to maintain the earth, water, fire, air, spirit, space within us, and so what, what comes into our body, and what when it goes out of our body, it is better than how things came in because of what we have taken care to healthify within us. So that even our thoughts, our emotions, are loved and hence are experiencing that which maybe somebody else cannot provide or are unable to provide or maybe because they didn't know about it. I mean, I discovered Nirbija Yoga. People may not have discovered Nirbija Yoga. I mean, I haven't heard anybody else. People talk about Hatha Yoga. So I happen to have discovered Nirbija Yoga. So since I did, the least that I can do is to apply what I have found. And then, you know, eat my own food, produce. If I don't like what I'm producing, then make, the, make, make better the quality of what I'm producing. So that what, what, I, what I hand around is what's going to come back to me. So if what I'm handing around is not good enough for me, it's probably not good enough for anybody else. So that's also one way by which I sanitize my dharma. I, I think sanatana dharma should be read as sanitizing dharma, like timelessly sanitizing dharma. Uh, which is how we make better the grounds of being and becoming, which is anywhere we are. We have a body, we are in a place. It's about um, what we do, how we interact, how we live life, that we make things better. I have resorted to a 
vegetarian diet because um, it sort of less triggers my nerves. Um, I found that my muscles tend to get a little more insensitive when I'm eating non-vegetarian food so that my nerves are not properly communicating with my muscles. And when I, when I shifted to a vegetarian diet, milk included, of course, cereals are there, but not meat. I've noticed that my muscles are less insensitive. And hence, what my nerves is communicating with my muscles and what my muscles are able to feel from the environment, from the nociceptors and from the different piezoelectric effects that the muscle have the benefit of being uh, more in tune with, can communicate better with the nerves so that my sensitivity my sensibility, uh, my sense and sensibility is better. And hence, I'm able to be more humaner because my muscles are not a wall through which, the, you know, within which my, the person that I am is and the rest of the world is outside my muscles. And like my muscles are the wall that we need to kind of penetrate to get through to each other. And I noticed that a lot of people are, um, since shifting to vegetarian diet, I call it a melstomatic diet because it has milk um, and it has cereals and vegetables um, and I choose uh, the ingredients according to a particular logic, according to a certain philosophy. Um, I'll keep talking about it in further uh, um, podcasts. I've been talking a little bit of it on my Moj app um, um, and, and there are some social media posts that I make. So maybe I'll make a dedicated channel for it that I can put about melismatic diet, maybe that'll help. So the point is, uh, since shifting to melismatic diet, I'm noticing how um, my body, my sense and sensibility is, is affected and how I'm um, able to be more humaner, appreciative than, and why somebody else may not be able to be as much appreciative. And I notice it's the tension, the tonicity of the muscles which is affected by the kind of diet a person eats. So uh, this may seem like a active proponent for vegetarian diet, um, but I'm actually more speaking for non-violence. And, uh, what, um, and, um, and arising, this concern is arising from the fact that we have a list of diseases and people standing with guns in the borders. And I'm kind of wondering why is that so and what is maintaining that? And one of the things I notice is our, the tonicity of our muscles. We're ready to fight, flight, freeze, then are able to be um, vulnerable, kind, caring, and uh, assertive from a, from a space of nonviolence. And what is not facilitating for that nonviolence is the food we eat. One of the things that's facilitating is, is the food we eat. Second thing is we're not able to be as sensitive with our muscles being toned like that because of the food we eat, but also because of how we interact amongst each other, which requires a certain something so that we are not getting powwowed and then, you know, get really punctured from the power from others. Um, so, you're, so it requires a certain non-inflammatory presence so that somebody is not inspired to punch you because, you know, force begets force, no force begets no force. But that doesn't mean that, you know, when uh, that you need to have a certain wherewithal by which you're not uh, protecting yourself, but at the same time, you're not offensive. You can be protecting yourself and be offensive to somebody, like covert offense, uh, covert passive aggressive. I'm sorry, passive aggressiva, or um, you know, there's this covert way of offending, defending, and then there's o the overt ways. So, 
this could also be in some way trick be triggering a certain reaction from others so it takes a certain non inflammatory presence so that um we are being safe at the same time facilitating for a better healthier world by how we are interacting with each other there are wounds that haven't been healed in like a lot of time long time which needs healing so as a facilitator as a therapist um i'm facilitating for healing the fabric of time and space and that requires a certain set of practices that's going to enable us experiencing a humane uh, world a humane self and our interactions with each other humanity across boundaries now having said that i've noticed that love is a very essential ingredient it may sound very cliche but a lot of us um, i find are having a difficulty with this thing called love yeah uh, love is has been said have also found is a fine gossamer thread that that spread across everywhere everything is connected by love sadness anger fear uh, different emotions that we have are all different manifestations of the same emotion of of the same emotion thread of love and that all life is is held by the fabric of love but you know fabric woven by the threads of love and our stories are like embroideries on this fabric and what a, a lot of us are so conditioned to not really experiencing love like this because we are so more conditioned to anger or fear or the different stories the embroideries which are woven on this fabric of love where each of us are connected but we experience separation because um, our uh, our ability to handle love may have gotten kind of reduced maybe because of the diet we have or the kind of experiences how we interact with each other there is not so much familiarity of what a, a, a love based care based interaction is maybe because of conditionals you know sometimes through traditions we maintain certain practices of maintaining distance from one kind of people versus another you know there are racial discriminations there are gender discriminations there are uh, ethnic discriminations religious discriminations so when these things are maybe continuously uh, followed through generations some things are said more to be normal than humanity across boundaries which is which is maintaining those boundaries are there but then there is a humaneness which binds us together so these stories these different practices which are true for for a different context but then our common base may may have in some way gotten blurred so that our experience of being human may have gotten less than what it needs to be so um i'm inquiring into different aspects of it and i'm and i'm facilitating that as through my enterprise which stands for uh, facilitating original humane intelligence uh and nonviolence is a very key ingredient in it uh in in it so that we experience more humanity across boundaries and uh um, enterprise um comes into place from a person centric model of the universe where a person is the smallest unit of the society and uh, within the framework of a person is what we call as a family if there is no family within the framework of a person there is no point of reference for what a family means so it it, it, it is because otherwise it's just groups of people and who are said to be related but there is no experience of a family there is 
uh, you know, the understanding of the concept called family, if it's not there within a person, there is no concept of family. There is just a vaguely understood thing such as life. Life is said to be a, a vaguely understood thing. But if there's no experience of life within our own body, on where is life located and situated from, it becomes as vague as when we say life, there's a certain vague understanding of it. Similarly, uh, if there is no uh, a firm understanding of what a family is within the framework of a person, the, our understanding of what a family is becomes vague. Similarly, our understanding of what a nation is, what, a, what earth as a house in which all of us live may be being vague because the experience may not be within our own body, which is where yoga comes. Yoga talks about personal earth. When we experience our own body as a microcosm, earth, of the macrocosm, which is earth, which is where we walk and live and um, interact with, and then earth as a microcosm of this whole universe, um, um, then you may begin to more appreciate how um, larger bodies are related with smaller bodies and what it takes to maintain the larger as well as the smaller. Um, for which there needs to be a common base and understanding of love by which to see how all of these are coming together. How are these all, I wouldn't say glued together, but I would say how they are, um, there's an order of love. There's a certain implicate, well, we can call it as an implicate order, but, that's, but there's a certain conscience. It's a conscience, I would more tend to say, because it's a, it's a conglomerate science, which is so intuitive, so intricate, that it takes uh, more than a little casual understanding, casual observance to understand um, how the microcosm is related with the macrocosm and what it takes to maintain both what it takes to take care uh, of all that there is. And maybe the framework of a person, our own body, as a microcosm of the microcosm, would help when we can be kinder, gentler, mindful of our own self, when maybe we can understand what it takes a little bit of um, appreciating how one person, how you as a person, interact with another and what maybe it is not manipulation coercion control that has us be functioning together and what affects our health wealth and wisdom Paniya. so um, as we go about um, medicine intelligence is about facilitating these paradigms of thinking that allows us to appreciate um, humanity across boundaries from a person, a person, a person with a human body, yeah, a body that's human, at least to begin with, yeah, to understand what it takes to be alive, what it takes to be amongst the living, what is life, what is love, and then what is family, and further, what it takes to maintain a marriage between nature and nurture between male, female, op opposites, such that there is no powwow happening, yeah? When the powwow is subtle or overt, covert overt, that's when we have a list of diseases and people standing with guns to the borders. These are all different manifestations of covert or overt powwow, which is happening at different levels in a marriage. So I'm really working on 
keeping my marriage fine by maintaining peace within the framework of my own body. Because my body is also, you know, uh, from a sperm and ovum come together. So there is nature and nurture within the framework of my own body. So within me is also my complementary partner. Yeah. So when I keep it all together, like the family within the framework of my own body, then I know that there is, I'm actively contributing towards world peace. Yeah. Flow power within me, uh, over these years, at least since 2020 to now, I've noticed that when I maintain peace, like world peace within my body, COVID uh, waves have tended to not be so much there. Yeah, maybe one person can contribute to that. If all of us are maintaining humanity within our own skins and across our boundaries of our skin, the pandemic of violence will come down. Yeah, do stay tuned to my website different social media one or the other tips um, clues practices that I that I uh, maintain to maintain humanity across boundaries to maintain world peace um, and for us to have sufficient love and care so I wish to maintain our marriages to maintain health wealth and wisdom so that uh, you know Baba bloodship says you know one for my master one for my dame one for the little boy who lives down the lane so one for my master, uh, one for my dame, and uh, future generations are also little boys and girls who live down the lane. So I'm doing this for all of us. And also, you know what? Um, I am a complementary partner. So I'm kind of growing up history, yeah, my complementary partner. And I'm like her story. So I'm taking care of myself and history, her story, history. So that uh, as we are becoming better, yeah, uh, and when, uh, when we have more humanity across boundaries and people are all love-based and caring, then I know that my children will be living in a happier, saner, healthier, healthier, wiser life, world. So I'm also doing this for my children, yeah? To maintain, just making sure it's like a systematic investment plan so that my children are, uh, are going to be having a, yeah? It's kind of like an insurance plan that they're going to be having a, healthy, wealthy, wiser life. And uh, then they also learn, yeah, to, to maintain humanity across boundaries. So do join my movement. I call it Care Enough. And uh, so that you and uh, your children and your family members also can experience the health, wealth, and wisdom available from sufficient care, yeah, and care enough. Thank you for listening. Love you all. Stay safe. Goodbye.